Hello, this is the 2021 candidate for governor of Virginia, Merle Rutledge Jr. I'm a Republican, and this is my podcast, Republican Married to Independence. Okay, I'm back looking at Liberal City, back in Danville, Virginia. And it always gets better and better when it comes down to Michael Newman and the Danville Commonwealth Attorney's Office and company. I probably consider this office probably the one of the most corrupt offices of the Commonwealth Attorneys in Virginia. That that's without a shadow of a doubt. Even with the federal trial and all that crap going on, these problems existed a long time ago and it's coming to light. But factually, don't expect much from federal um, prosecutors in regards to dealing with Michael Newman to them. They got everything handed to them in a bag with a judge that only said this case violated state law. I would love to read the opinion, but I'm going to have to have more time to do so. But let me get on to this point. And this is why this podcast is even being done, because it's unbelievable that sex assault victims will not probably get justice in Danville, Virginia, unless they with the good old boy system. And this is the thing. It's personal vendettas that is basically driving the force of how sexual assault victims is handled in a court of law and how they are represented. Now, I'm going to bring you up to this case of Benny Pacini. He's somebody who Stephanie Sneed writes all the time period he did a huge stint in prison and then got accused of attempted rape and other charges and offenses and now he got found not good, guilty on all charges all, not guilty so there's no bringing this case back you know that's because of double jeopardy okay but to say the least a lot of the allegations from before continue and drive this force in a case like this. Remember Lydia Bowers got six months for sexually assaulting a minor. That's all she got. And then the judge basically blamed the prosecutor for basically bringing these charges forward. I don't get it. But then again, now here's this crazy shit. This is the crazy shit. And I always tell it like it is because these liberal prosecutors is exactly what is in D.C. and Richmond Swamp, all this other stuff. Anything with blue state or blue leadership, you can expect bullshit like this. How in the hell did Ben White, which is a prosecutor for the Commonwealth Attorney's Office of Danville, Virginia, which is an employee of Michael Newman, had the opportunity to represent a rape victim in which another Commonwealth attorney was going to be called as a witness in the case. Now, my thing on this one, any lawyer listening to me right now probably saying to himself, what the fuck are you talking about, Mr. Rutledge? Oh, I'm telling you what the fuck I'm talking about because it already pissed me off and don't worry about my language. This is just how it is going into the campaign trail. And when shit like this happens, I'm going to speak on it. Now, Ben White 
called uh, Ben White had this case. Now, this is the same one who represented and prosecuted the Lydia Bowers case that got to six months. Now, we're looking at the Vincent Pacini case. He has a funny name. It rhymes. Whatever. And Patriot Haskins, which is a Danville Commonwealth attorney, his boss, uh, next to Michael Newman, that's his boss underneath Michael Newman. So he is tasked with the responsibility of prosecuting an attempted rape case, cross-examining his own boss, like his own boss would have not known the questions he was going to ask prior to her getting on the stand. What Chinese wall could you create where it's already secret what goes on in the Commonwealth Attorney's Office, but you're trying to tell me you're going to effectively represent a rape victim where a Commonwealth Attorney has been called by the defense in your own office? Get it? Yes, I said it. Another Commonwealth Attorney called by the defense in your own office and you are supposed to represent the rape victim with the, with the idea or the mind frame to carry out your job to impeach your own boss. That doesn't sound good. That That's what conflict of interest is all boiled down to. Now, the Commonwealth Attorney's Office ain't the only ones that fall. I'm going to get to the judges. But this is right here. This takes the cake. You know, what are you going to ask your own boss to put in the public record and you have information to know that you can destroy your boss's credibility because in that office, all those secrets, all that fucking over or whatever they tried to do is in that very same office. So you know about this person beyond what any other person would know about. You're around that person. You're around when they even make sly remarks, whether it's racist in nature, whether it's biased or prejudicial, whatever. Now, that's still impeachment material that you are supposed to bring out in court to represent your rape victim in court because you're supposed to be acting on behalf of the Commonwealth, not your personal interest. And the next thing that buzzes through my head with this whole thing, why wasn't a special prosecutor brought in, especially when it was going to be witnesses in your own office that you are going to have to impeach or question their credibility or their motive of their testimony? Then come to find out, there are more to this as it goes down the line. Now, what judge didn't catch this? You didn't think Patriot Haskins sitting on the stand ask, answering questions didn't say there needs to be a special prosecutor? You can't even did a mistrial on this one. But this shouldn't have happened. And the only reason why it's being brought up is because, see, some people don't even know this is not supposed to happen. This ain't average shit that the ordinary citizen should have to be concerned with. Because this is supposed to be an implied duty 
of a prosecutor to know that the appearance of justice or fairness in this court cannot have it. If I got to try to impeach my own boss and my own boss is sitting there next to me, you don't think they talked about this? And Petra Haskins already lost the case against this woman's husband on a murder case, which a bunch of witnesses said not only prior to trial, but during trial, that the husband wasn't the killer. It was somebody black, hey, sorry to say, that did it. But they lost the case. And I'm very familiar with it because it's one of the few times people get off on a murder case. So you're going to remember that. You know, you're like, dang, who was representing? It was Michael Nicholas who was representing that case. And it seemed like a personal vendetta was brought forth in this case based off the fact that the rape victim was married to somebody who got off on murder being prosecuted in the same office, essentially, Danville Commonwealth Attorney's Office. And Michael Newman didn't say, hey, this we need a special prosecutor. Um, one of y'all has got to testify in this case. And then it gets even more icky and stuff like that. More icky. Now come to find out Detective Wheatley from the Danville Police Department which has been accused of tampering with witnesses before. Remember the Tony London case? He was one of the ones where people was recanting, going back and forth with their statement in regards and finding out this guy was going to the jails, going to the prisons, and basically threatening them. If they didn't maintain their story, he was going to drop whatever deal or whatever it may be to make sure their testimony stayed consistent with what it had been before. So basically, a lynch mob mentality. Threatening to take people's kids away if they don't testify a certain way. All this coercion and and all this crap that's going on. And it's essentially going on right now underneath the Danville Police Department Chief of Police Scott Booth. I said it because you can't at this time period make the excuse that you don't know this is going on. You know, you can't make that excuse because one of the key things when we had even a meeting was that these certain scenarios brought up questions and concerns within the community, which was rightfully so. And when that happened, that brought up concerns that people wanted addressed. And then, of course, the discipline done so people can have the belief that the police department's actually going to change. And coming to find out, it seems like it's still the scared mentality to address these issues. So if you can't deal with your own brethren, how do you expect other people to come to you that ask for justice or give you out information in regards to a crime in which you don't even trust the people around you, but you fear them enough for everybody else to fear them also. Sometimes you can encourage crime to not be solved just because of your own fear. That stuff spreads. 
I'm hoping people learn from this situation and more because, one, I'm going to file a formal complaint on the Danville Commonwealth Attorney's Office with the state bar. I'm going to file a complaint on, with the judge that held this case in the Judicial Review Inquiry Commission because the case is closed now, so it's allowed to come back for investigation. But the fact of the matter is, anybody listening to this podcast is saying to themselves, he's 100% right. And that's right. And that's how I do it. That's how I bring out the issue. I don't hold back. My name is Merle Rutledge, and this is a Republican married to independence, and nobody does it better, but nobody is willing to step up except for tough Republicans, tough conservatives that says enough is enough.